Hello, Stefan Kinsella here. Um, happy to be here. Um, I hate to rehearse talks, so I'm always impressed with myself when I do it in the right time allotted. <laughs> um, so sometimes I speak quickly, even though I'm from Louisiana, maybe I should slow down. <laughs> um, I came across Hans's writing in 1988 when I was in law school, and it was his paper in Liberty Magazine um, on the ultimate justification of the private property ethic. It's a very provocative title, and it just blew me away. Um, I totally loved it, and I'm still fascinated with it even, even today. Finally met Hans and Lou and even Murray Rothbard in 1994 at, at the uh, John Randolph Society meeting in, in D.C., and uh, have been uh, learning from him ever, ever since. Uh, and coincidentally, I brought exactly the same two books that, uh, that uh, Mark did, uh, I, the exact same faded printed version of his book, his 89 book. And I, I finally got Hans to sign it. It's, that's his signature there between all the notes, so <laughs> who cares? Um, and yeah, 10 years ago, uh, on, for Hans's 60th uh, birthday, we, we, we introduced the, uh, we released the Festschrift and the same copy here um, at a ceremony at Judge Jensen's house. So 10 years ago, we were doing this and everyone on the panel here contributed and some other people in the audience um, as well. Um, and as everyone knows, and you'll hear more here today, and by the way, I believe this book is in the bookstore downstairs, so uh, it's well worth uh, it's well worth getting. Um, Hans has contributed to a large number of fields, almost all of which have influenced me and my thinking and a, a many other people. Um, democracy and argumentation ethics, his rights theory, uh, various, various applications of praxeological or, or Misesian style economics, method and epistemology, uh, his um, amazing critique of logical positivism in chapter six of this book, um, immigration and cultural analyses. Um, and, uh, but I would like to focus today on property rights, Hans on property rights, which is basically summarized in chapters one and two of this book, and it's only 18 pages. It's very condensed and concise. It bears rereading, but Hans is, um, Hans's clear and essentialist definitions of that and other concepts uh, is used by him in the rest of the book and in his other analyses and helped influence me in my writing too. Um, I'm just gonna have one quote here. Um, he says, next to the concept of action, property is the most basic category in the social sciences. As a matter of fact, all other concepts to be introduced in this chapter, which were aggression, contract, capitalism and socialism are definable in terms of property. So he, like Mark summarized, aggression is aggression against property. So uh, uh, contract is a non-aggressive relationship between property owners. Socialism is an institutionalized policy of aggression against property. And capitalism is an institutionalized policy recognizing property rights. Um, he has been criticized by some for uh, for defining socialism so generally because he doesn't focus only on the ownership of, this, of the means of production, but his general essentialist definition helps him then to apply this to the different types of socialism that, that, that Mark outlined. Um, and what's key here is that Hans's uh, thought is so steeped in Mises' praxeology, right? The structure of human action, the way Mises viewed it, that he gives a lot of emphasis, even more than Rothbard, I believe, on the essential role of scarcity to the concept of property. So Han this is sprinkled throughout Hans's writing. It's in this book, it's in his, many of his other articles. Um, 
basically his idea is, and by the way, I'm never going to finish all this. I did give a long talk on just this topic uh, last month in New Hampshire. It's on my, my podcast feed. It's on um, how to think about property rights, and it's heavily influenced by the way Hans has taught. Um, in chapters one and two, Hans basically identifies the natural position of property. Uh, which is a, a descriptive and not a normative idea. And then he goes on to deduce the right to property but using his argumentation ethics. But first he describes it descriptively anchored in Mises' type of um, analysis of human action because basically in human action, in praxeology, Mises views humans as actors who employ scarce means but guided by knowledge. And those scarce means or resources are things we have to use in the world. And that's sort of the natural position of properties that people have to employ their body, which is a scarce resource, and they have to employ scarce resources in the world that no one else had been using before. So that's the natural position. It would apply even to Crusoe on a desert island. But when society is introduced, there's the possibility of conflict because there's scarcity. Um, and that gives rise to the need for people to uh, have normative property rights rules that allow them to act cooperatively and to use these resources without, without conflict with each other. Um, and because Han, Hans had such a clear um, understanding of this and had rooted it in his praxeology and his study of Mises, um, he was able to instantly figure out what, for me, was a vexing issue for at least 10 or 15 years, the intellectual property issue. Um, and it took me at least five years of like dedicated research and study and thinking to finally kind of figure it out the way I think of it now. But um, I came across something a few years ago. Um, there was a panel in 1988. I don't know if it was here in Auburn, but it was a Mises Institute panel. And on the panel were Hans and Rothbard and David Gordon and uh, I believe Leland Jaeger. And uh, someone asked the question, um, I have this qu a question for Professor Hoppe. Does the idea of personal sovereignty extend to knowledge? Am I sovereign over my thoughts, ideas, and theories? And Hans instantly just answered, in order to have a thought, you must have property rights over your body. That doesn't imply that you own your thoughts. The thoughts can be used by anybody who is capable of understanding them. So just in a second, he basically instantly figured out the right way to, to look at the vexing issue of intellectual property without applying it or extending it very much. But it, it's so amazing that having a clear understanding of property rights, the role of scarcity in human action, can help you figure these issues out. Um, I'll, I'll stop here. Thank you very much.